Okay, let's go. What do you get when you put 10 football and party maniacs in an overly competitive fantasy football league? Here we go. You get The Long Shots, a podcast dedicated to the wonderful world of fantasy football. Weekly analytics and hot takes on upcoming games and plenty of trash talk. No! Trust us, this is one fantasy league you don't want to lose. Now your hosts, Zach May, Victor Corona, and Ian Duffy. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Zach with Long Shots Fantasy Football, and I'm flying solo today. Uh, this is something that I kind of wanted to do for a little while that I hadn't had a chance to do, and I did a little bit of... I was I was doing, I wouldn't call it extensive research, but enough research that I'm comfortable sharing it with you guys. So, I want to talk about 1,000-yard wide receivers, okay? So... There's a there's seems there's something of a premium on this idea that a wide receiver that is going to get you a thousand yards every year is going to like make or break your season. It's 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 an it's an un it's something that you can't give up. You know, you you your team needs it if they want to if they want to like you know survive the grueling fantasy season. And we've even talked about it on this show previously, like. Vic is a big advocate of Mike Evans because Mike Evans always has a thousand yards every single year. Well, not every year. I think there was a year or two where maybe one year that he didn't hit a thousand yards. But every other year other than that, he's had a thousand or more yards, the next amount of touchdowns or whatever. So that's that puts him at a premium. You know, that that number, that thousand yard number is something that holds a lot of weight. So I decided that I wanted to see if there's actually anything really to that. If there's, if it's worth, if it's worth the hype. If the hype is real around these thousand yard receivers. So since 2017, so the last five years, there have on average been 19.4 wide receivers that reach a thousand receiving yards. So. We're going to call it an even 20 just for the sake of me not having to say 0.4 every time I bring it up. But we're going to say there's about 20 wide receivers every year that hit that 1,000 yards. So that's an interesting piece of information because they're not as rare as I originally thought that they would be. Okay, So I did a little bit more uh, digging, and year by year, from 2017 to 2021 respectively. In 2017, there were 13 receivers with 1,000 yards. In 2018, there were 18 with 1,000 yards. 2019, there was 26 wide receivers with 1,000 yards. 26. In 2020, there were 17. And last year, in 2021, there was 23 wide receivers that had 1,000 yards or more through the air. So those guys are you know, I'll go, I'll rattle them off really quick, but I'm sure that you, you know, anybody listening or anybody in the know can name, you know, most of them, if not all of them, but they are in order of yards from highest to lowest, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, 
Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin, CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Darnell Mooney, Terry McLaurin, Hunter Renfro, Mike Evans, Jalen Waddell, Brandon Cooks, Hollywood Brown. All of those guys last year had 1,000 yards. That's And some of them, yeah, like you expect to be on here, but there's other guys on here that you're like, that, that caught me at least by surprise. Like, I wouldn't have expected Darnell Mooney to have over 1,000 yards, but he did. He had 1,055 yards, just kind of eking it out. Cooper Cup had the most yards, and then, which we know, he had a historic season last year. And then all the way at the bottom of that list, just squeezing it out, was Hollywood Brown. All right, Hollywood Brown had 1,008 yards last year, and is the the like the lowest. That's the lowest amount of receiving yards over a thousand yards of any player in the league last year. Some honorable mentions are uh, DK DK Metcalf. He had 967, and Amon Ross St. Brown, who had 912 last year, and St. Brown got a lot of those yards towards the end of the season, you know, with the Hawkinson injury and a lot of people, you know, picked him up off waivers, which we'll talk about in a minute, but I just wanted to, you know, scoot back over to Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown had 1,008 yards. That is the most yards by any wide receiver in a Lamar Jackson offense, just so everybody's aware. Take that, do what, do what you want with that information. But that is a fact. So after I found out who these guys were, you know, how many yards they have, I wanted to look at how important they were to actually winning games. Like how many, how, how valuable they were in the playoffs and onward to any particular, you know, to whatever team may have them. So, fortunately, ESPN uh, had, this is probably only for their leagues, so take it with a grain of salt, but they have, they ran those stats kind of for me there. You can pull them up. So, I was able to look up wide receiver by playoff team percentage. So, ESPN has each of these wide receivers ranked in how, what percentage of playoff teams or playoff brackets this player participated in, is my understanding. Cooper Cup leads the pack, which is, again, unsurprising considering his season last year. He was on, he was in 70% of playoff brackets of four teams or six teams or whatever. He was in 70% of those brackets. If you were in the playoffs, there's a really good shot that one of the guys, one of the other uh, teams in that bracket had Cooper Cup on it, 70%. The next closest one was actually Hunter Renfro, who popped up on 60% of playoff, you know, bracket rosters of those however many teams are in your playoffs. He was on, he was in 60% of those playoff brackets. Which is a lot. That's a lot, you know, for a guy that you probably got off waivers. You know, that speaks to the, you know, how good he actually was last year and how easy he was to get. He was, you know, 
he picked him up off waivers more than likely. So he was just sitting there until he was needed, and he came in and he performed. So, you know, again, and even now, um, Cooper Cup is going as the wide receiver one, obviously, this year for 2022. Hunter Renfro is ranked all the way down at wide receiver 40, if that means anything to you. So you could get him way, 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 way crazy late, crazy late, and have, you know, similar effectiveness down the stretch. So most of these guys, you know, it was Cup with the most, Renfro coming in second, with the with that usage or with his presence in playoff playoff brackets for fantasy last year, and these were all over forty seven percent, and they are Cup, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, Debo, Tyreek Hill, Deontay Johnson, Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin, Michael Pittman, Hunter Renfro, and those guys were all in. Uh, I'm sorry, we're all in greater than 45% of all playoff brackets on ESPN is what I'm understanding because it's their stats, so I'm going to assume it's their leagues only, but still, that's a valuable stat. So moving on to the finalists, as far as finalists goes, you know, you get, you're in the big dance now, this is it, you know, for all the marbles, how many, how what percentage of these teams were these players on? And again, Cooper Cup was on the highest percentage of final finalist teams at 48%. So if you didn't have him on your team going into the finals, there's a pretty damn good shot that the other guy had him. So 48%, you know, you there was a, if, again, like I said, if you didn't have him, odds are, the guy, the team you were playing against had him. So, you know, down the stretch, he was very useful. He was on a lot of, he helped a lot of teams win last year. So, but then next, coming in at, you know, significantly lower, at 15% less, 15% fewer teams, 15% fewer finals teams, at 33% is both Devontae Adams and Debo. So they were useful, but not as useful. And now, this year, they're both in new situations, either on a new team, in the case of Devontae Adams, and a completely unknown kind of situation in San Francisco with Debo's contract and quarterback play and usage and all that. So they're, are they going to be, is he, you know, are they going to be as effective getting you to the finals as they were last year, uh, that remains to be seen. You know, I would, I would, I would favor Devonte Adams this season over Debo, but they both, you know, were on a third of finalist teams, which is again still a lot. And then, uh, and then the next lowest or the next highest percentage was Hunter Renfro on 31%. So again, you can find value later. You find guys who are going to be helpful to you, who are going to put up similar stats, who are going to help you win those important games later. If you if you're not you know going super super crazy heavy on wide receiver early, there's talent to be had in the later rounds. You know you might have to grab as many of them as you can and hope you get lucky, but it's out there. You know, and then 
As far as championship teams, Cup was on 28% of championship teams. Debo, 20%. Hunter Renfro is on 18% of championship teams, which is far exceeding the next closest ranking of, you know, 12%. Oh, I'm sorry. Devontae Adams is on 19%. So those four guys, again, were on like almost 20% of all, 20% or greater, roughly, of all championship teams last year. So you do what you want to do with that information. But those guys are, with the exception of Hunter Renfro, are all going in the first and second rounds of 2022 drafts. Which leads me to my next point, that 15 of the 23 wide receivers that posted 1,000 yards last year are expected to go within the first three rounds this year. So, 65% of them are expect of the guys who performed at a high level last year are expected to go in the first three rounds this year. What does that mean? It means, especially in the case of this year, which is a little bit weird, a lot of these guys are on new teams, in new situations, with new quarterbacks, with new coaches, with, you know, all kinds of stuff. So it's really, really hard to say who's going to, you know, perform and who's not going to perform. Of course, there are guys who we expect to perform. The Cooper Cups, the Debo Sam, I mean, not Debo, the Cooper Cups, the Justin Jeffersons, the Devontae Adams, the Jamar Chases of the world. Like, we expect those guys to take a high, to, you know, be worth a high draft spot and perform and get you a 1,000 yards and then some and X amount of touchdowns and be, you know, well worth that pick. But then there's other guys on this list that are probably not going to be on this list again, at least not this year, in the case of, like, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett had almost 1,200 yards last year. I don't see Tyler Lockett sniffing 1,000 yards this year with Drew Locke under center or Geno Smith under center, so he's going to probably come off this list. All right, so keep that in mind. Deontay Johnson, another guy. He had a great rapport with Big Ben. You know, they were they worked well together. They had good chemistry. Big Ben is gone. Deontay was a volume guy. They drafted two wide receivers, the Steelers, got Pickens and that other kid whose name escapes me right now. And then they got Najee, and then they got Fryermuth. So there may be a very steep decline in usage in Deontay Johnson just because of the the share of the ball that has to go around now, the inexperience of QB if they go with Pickett, and like the kind of middling of Trubisky like uh, you know I'm not really expecting all that much with Trubisky Deontay Johnson's still going to be good is he going to be as good or better than he was last year I don't think so I don't think so I don't know that he he you know this will this will be the season that proves if he's actually like that good you know if he still crushes out a thousand yards or whatever uh, with this you know not great quarterback play and all the new pieces in that offense then we can start, you know, then we can kind of solidify him as like a, as a guy who's going, as a, as an almost, as an almost Brandon Cooks like figure who's also on this list, who always gets a thousand yards, 
I think he didn't have a thousand yards. His rookie year, he had like seven hundred and something yards. He's been on a, a few different teams, but he so he been on a few different teams. Never really had a good quarterback, and he always delivers. So he, in that same vein, you know, Deontay Johnson. We don't know what he's gonna do. We don't know how he's gonna respond to this new environment. Brandon Cooks, it doesn't matter what environment he's in, he's going to get 1,000 yards. He's only ever not done it one time, and it was his rookie year, if I am reading that correctly. So that's the difference. Another guy who's probably, probably, probably not going to be on this list, and I may get a little bit of a little bit of flack for this, is Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle just, 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 just squeaked out over 1,000 yards last year with 1,015. He's currently coming off the board as about the wide receiver 16 in sleeper drafts. And, you know, with the addition of Tyreek Hill, does Jalen Waddle get to 1,000 yards? Is Tua good enough to support 2,000-yard receivers? I don't know. I don't necessarily put that high of stock in that. I don't really want to touch that personally. And then Mooney, I don't know what's going on there in Chicago. Again, we talked about him a little bit before. I don't know what's going on there in Chicago. I'm not really sold on him. He's still the wide receiver one in that system, but it's not a very good system. It's not a very good offense. They are going to be behind a lot, so there's going to be some like crazy garbage time touchdowns and stuff. I had him on my fantasy team last year. I was not disappointed in him, but the Bears as a whole is not really an offense that I want any pieces of this year but that that was four guys that i named out of the 23 last year that hit a thousand yards that may not get there this year in waddle mooney lockett and deontay johnson those are four guys who i don't think they're gonna make it but there's a few other guys who now, remember, I don't have, I'm not, you know, I don't have a crystal ball or anything, so I can't tell you definitively who's going to be hitting 1,000 yards and who's not going to be hitting 1,000 yards. But like I said before, we know that there's about 20 wide receivers every season for the last five years that hit that mark. So if these guys are coming off the list, probably a couple others too, who knows, it stands within reason that new guys are going to move up into this list which leads me to the, probably the most important part of this little little segment I'm doing right now. So there are guys who are going to move up onto this list and reach 1,000 yards for maybe the first time in their career, maybe the first time in a couple of years. They are in new systems as well, possibly, that have an increased likelihood and opportunity to achieve that and I'm gonna name off some of them for you that you may want to keep your eye on firstly Juju Smith-Schuster so Juju got signed by the Chiefs one year 3.25 million dollar contract so that seems to me like it's kind of a prove-it contract uh, but it's still the best situation that, you know, that he could probably ask for. He comes from playing on a pretty good offense with, you know, 
the Steelers and Ben when that was the thing. Um, there is no clear wide receiver in Kansas City. No clear-cut wide receiver one in Kansas City right now since Tyreek Hill is gone. And they're in a pass-heavy offense in a crazy scoring division with teams that they're going to have to, you know, sh- there's going to be shootouts. They're going to have to keep up with these other teams just like those other teams are going to have to keep up with them. So he is in a great situation to get a lot of volume in an offense that throws the ball a lot from a quarterback who, you know, is reportedly not as accurate as Tua, but I don't think that's going to matter. I don't believe that for a second, but, you know, that's, he's one of the guys that I would be keeping keep my eye out for. Also, in that same offense, Sky Moore, he, because of all of the same reasons, and, you know, I know there's a little bit of hesitance about rookie wide receivers and all that, rookie players in general, but we've seen over the last few years that that doesn't really matter anymore in the case of, you know, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Obviously, they were drafted a little bit higher, I think, uh, in you know, into the NFL than Mr. Sky Moore was. But does that really mean anything? We don't know yet. So they could, he could just come out there and to say he doesn't do it again because somebody on that team is going to be catching balls from Patrick Mahomes and my bet is it's going to be one of if not both of Juju Smith and Sky Moore um, the same kind of situation applies to another team in that division the Denver Broncos with Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy who are Jerry Judy is begging for his breakout season, begging. And this is his best opportunity that he's ever had to achieve that. You know, he's got the pedigree. He's got great separation. He runs great routes, you you know. And now he's finally got a great quarterback in Russell Wilson who can throw the ball, who has the vision, who can be a little mobile, who can, like, who can play ball. He can, you know, who can throw and support a passing game, which is something that they've been looking for and hoping for for, it seems like, forever. Um, Cortland Sutton as well. Cortland Sutton shares a lot of similarities with one DK Metcalf, who they're about the same height, about the same size, about the same weight. That you know, they're they're a big kind of go up and get it kind of guy. Um, and there's no clear wide receiver one in Denver, so it's not so far-fetched that Russell Wilson can get both Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton a thousand yards. That is, that should be something that, I don't know if it's a definite, but it is reasonably likely that one, if not both of them, are going to have a thousand yards and X amount of touchdowns or whatever. And then, lastly, of just people that come to mind when I'm, you know, thinking about who could jump up into that list, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson showed us elite talent, you know, early in his career, but he was on a not-so-elite team in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Then he spent his last year, you know, or so in Chicago. Not great. He was hurt, too, I believe. Not great. Not great. But now he gets to go to the Rams with Matt Stafford alongside Cooper Cup, the best receiver in the league. On a Super Bowl offense, there's enough targets left over from Robert Woods and the ambiguity of what the hell is going on with Odell Beckham that there is going to be 
more than enough to eat for Allen Robinson in the Rams offense, and he, I would expect I would be I would be surprised if he doesn't reach a thousand yards this year. But that is pretty much what I'm saying is that there's about 20 guys who do it every year. If you don't get one early, you know, you know that most of them are going to go early. 65% of them are probably going to go in the first three rounds. If they're gone and you can take advantage of players' situations, you can find players just as likely to achieve that, to reach that thousand yards, to supply you with those with those points in you know PPR half point PPR later in the draft without having to give up the capital, you know to go and get the big name guys early because there's a really good shot that some of these other guys are going to be able to jump into that into that territory this year in new situations with better quarterback play, you know being clear wide or you know being able to fight for that wide receiver one spot. So don't get discouraged if you don't you didn't get you know you didn't land Stefan Diggs or whatever. Obviously these are guys that we believe fully are gonna achieve that, but there's value to be found in those later rounds as well. So don't don't you know don't beat yourself up about it and don't try to convince yourself that oh I have to get this thousand yard this receiver because he's gonna get a thousand yards, he gets a thousand yards every year and blah 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 blah. People say that kind of thing about Mike Evans. He gets 1,000 yards every year, and he's great. But nobody says that about Brandon Cooks, who also gets 1,000 yards every year and I think was actually better. And what? And Mike Evans was only 20 yards better than Brandon, Brandon Cooks last year. So do with this information what you will. But I'm trying to say that you can find that value later if you know where to look. All right. Thanks for joining me and sitting through that rant that I've been wanting to go off on for a little while. And we'll catch you back here next time. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Long Shots. Make sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you can continue to follow the boys on their crazy journey. Wishing you luck on your upcoming games, and we'll see you next time.